Well, welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is my first time here, and I'm in love with Cape Town, but I'm in love with you guys. Woo! There is victory in the house. The glory of God is here. There's breakthrough. Do you know that? There is breakthrough here because the presence of Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you before my husband comes and brings the word with a verse from Psalms 32, verse 7. For Lord, you are my secret hiding place, protecting me from these troubles, surrounding me with songs of gladness or songs of deliverance. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is power in your praise and in your worship. Deliverance takes place. Breakthrough comes. Bondages break off. Many years ago, I came to understand the power of worshiping his name and lifting him up the name of Jesus, the all-powerful name of Jesus. I had been held in bondage for years with a spirit of fear and anxiety, and I had lived with a knot in my stomach that would not release. And when I got a revelation of the power of worshiping his name, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I got by myself one Saturday afternoon, all by myself, and I began to worship him on my knees. And I pressed through for two hours, two hours of just exalting him, just pouring out my heart and my love to him and bringing him glory. And suddenly, it was as if the heavens opened above me. And the glory of God covered me. And I literally felt that demonic spirit unravel. Just like that song, he, he, he will unravel me with songs of deliverance. Hallelujah. I'm no longer a slave to fear, and neither are you. Fear is defeated. The devil is defeated. So I ask, what do you need tonight? What is it that you desire tonight? Hallelujah. He's more than able and he's more than willing to meet you right where you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For we have entered into that secret place. Through your praise and worship tonight, we had ascended into that secret place. And we have met with him face to face. So now, Lord, Lord God, we just come before you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord God, prepare our hearts now to receive the seed of your word. Thank you, Father, for speaking through my husband tonight. I thank you for this word, this message that you put upon his heart. And give his ears to hear, eyes to see. Father God, we pray for that spirit of revelation to come. Enlighten us tonight, Lord. And help us, oh God, to be all that you've called us to be and to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We give him glory. Let's give him praise one more time. He's worthy. Hallelujah.
Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sweetheart. Amen. You know, my wife, well, she is so sweet, so kind, until she steps up here, and then she's like, she like, listen, the anointing will do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. Come on now. It'll turn you into another person with power from another planet. Come on. And uh, you're able to do what you normally cannot do. Well, it really is a joy and an honor to be here tonight once again. This is my fifth time to South Africa. As Sue said, this is her first time, and uh, we are just excited to be here. I just want to thank you for inviting us, and it's a joy and an honor to be here once again tonight. And I want to just thank um, all of the leadership here and the pastors for just their hospitality and their love and their kindness and their encouragement. And uh, what a joy, what a joy and an honor it really is. Well, I want to just jump into this really fast here tonight, and I, I really do believe I have a prophetic word for the house tonight, okay? So I want you to really listen carefully with both ears, especially I wanted to say to all the pastors and the leadership people of this church, I really need you to really listen tonight because <clears throat> I have a word for the Lord for this church right here. And I want to talk tonight, I want, this is what I'm going to talk about here tonight, right here, <clears throat> understanding the power of being in the right place at the right time. Mm. Oh, I felt something surge right out of the realm of the Spirit as I said that. Let me say it again. Mm, I, I, I need you to understand there is something... Your faith is tied not only to God, then to His Word, but most people don't understand your faith is tied to a specific place. And when you know that you're in the right place at the right time, your faith will begin to function and be activated, and there will be a level of confidence between you and the Lord that you've never experienced before, because now you know you're not wondering, you're not wavering, you're not going back and forth, you're not praying about it, you know this is the place. I'm in the right place at the right time. And when you, something explodes on the inside and everything shifts for eternity. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> this message was uh, <clears throat> just uh, birthed in my heart just not too long ago. Just a few weeks ago, I was uh, preaching. Miss Sue and myself were preaching in the state of Arizona. And uh, we were preaching uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night at a church. And we were out with the pastors on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, the pastor shared this story with me. And this is just listening to this story ignited something on the inside of me. And I just want to recite this story to you as an introduction and to really just to communicate to you with this illustration about the power of the place. Now, <clears throat> there was a, some missionaries that, that came out of the state of Texas, and they went to Europe. They went to Europe on the call of God. This just happened recently. While mm, this man of God was in Europe, the Lord spoke to him, and he said, he said, son, I want you to get up from the place that you're at, and I want you to go to Bradford, England, to the place where Smith Wigglesworth used to live. How many know who Smith Wigglesworth was? Come on. Powerful, powerful man of God. And so he got on the train. <clears throat> he went to Bradford, England, and he got to the house because the house is still there. People are still living in it. And so he stood in front of the house. He went up to the house. He knocked on the house. Nobody answered. He rang the bell. Nobody came to the door. And so he stood there for a while. Then he walked out to the sidewalk in front of the house, and he stood there for two hours. Nobody came to the door. Nobody came to the house. 
nothing happened whatsoever, and he began to walk away. And as soon as he began to walk away, he got more, no more than 10 steps away. He heard the Holy Spirit thunder on the inside of me, and he said, Son, where in the world are you going? I thought I told you to go to that place and to stay in that place until I tell you to leave that place. And he turned around and he walked back to that house and he stood in front of that house for another two hours. So now he's standing in front of that house for four hours in raw obedience to God and nothing has happened. After four hours, somebody comes out of the house. I suppose if somebody was standing in front of your house for four hours, you'd probably come out too, right? And say, what the heck is going on out here? Why are you standing out in front of my house for four hours? And so this man just began to share his heart and began to share who Smith Wigglesworth was, and and he used to live in this house years and years ago, and this was his house, and this was his ministry, and he began to share a little bit about the the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. Well, this person invited this this, uh, missionary into the house there, and so they brought out the family. The whole family happened to be in the house, and come to find out there was an entire huge Muslim family living in that house right there. And so now... Now, they bring out, they bring out, uh, uh, he begins to tell the stories again and rehearse and tell some more stories about miracles, raising the dead, signs and wonders, blind eyes opening, deaf ears, cripples walking, incurable diseases, one after another about the stories of this great man that lived in this house. Well, this Muslim family just looked at him and said, straight out, can you do that kind of magic? And he, without hesitation, he didn't try to correct them. He met them right where they're at, and he said, I most certainly can. I just came to, to just to encourage you here and to exhort you. This is the day, and this is the hour, and this is the season where God is looking for a generation of sons and daughters who will arise like never before, knowing their place in Christ and knowing the authority that they carry. Come on now. And literally, when they, somebody says, can you do that without reservation? Come on now. Now, without reservation, yes, I can. Come on now. I can cast out devils. I can heal the sick. I can raise the dead because Jesus the Christ has given me all authority. All. Everybody shout all. If you have all authority, how much authority does the devil have? None, none whatsoever. Listen, this became, I mean, you would think after 38 years of full-time ministry, I would have this whole understanding of authority all down. But about six months ago, man, something shifted on the inside of me, and I saw this whole thing about authority at a whole different level. As I heard the Holy Spirit, he said, son, I want you to stop with this ever-increasing pursuit of the anointing. And he said, I want you to get a greater revelation of the authority that you have because because your authority is tied directly to the level of anointing that will flow from you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, some of you aren't getting it, so let me just say it over here. Come on, I just heard, recently heard somebody say uh, that your, uh, your revelation of the authority that you carry is tied directly to how much anointing will flow up and out of your spirit. Woo, come on now. Ah, Jesus understood he had all authority. I mean, it shifted. I don't, when I pray for people, I don't even say I take authority anymore because even though the devil thinks he has authority, he doesn't. So if he doesn't have any authority, hey, and I have all authority, then I don't have to take anything because I already got everything. Come on now. 
I'm trying to shift your paradigm as you relate because there's a, there's a paradigm in the psyche of most believers that we're still trying to get something. We're still trying to get something to come down. As wonderful of all those songs are, you know, rain down, spirit, Holy Spirit come and all that stuff. Beautiful songs. But last time I checked, the Holy Spirit already came. Come on. The last time I checked, the Holy Spirit already ran, came down. And I've instructed Pastor Tim, my worship leader, stop with all of those songs. He said, I'm so tired because they are subconsciously creating in the psyche of the sons and daughters of God that we are still waiting on God to do something, that we're still trying to get something. And the reality is we already got everything. If I got the, last time I checked, there's only one Holy Spirit. Come on now. And he came and he's living strong in fullness and he brought the entire kingdom with me. Therefore, I move and function with all authority. And because I'm seated in Christ, I'm seated in Christ on a throne this tonight. I'm seated in Christ on a throne. I have a dear friend of mine, Dr. Clyde Rivers. He has 14 doctorate degrees. He's been knighted as a sir. He was an ambassador of a nation. And just 13 months ago, he was crowned king over the over one of the kingdoms uh, in the realm of, uh, of development in that nation, in the nation of Uganda. And I meet, this man lives about 30 minutes from me, and I meet with him every month, and we just, and I prophesy into this king's life right there. But one of the things that he shared with me, he said, Dan, he said, listen, it's the throne that carries all the power and all the authority. He said, you cannot make a decree, but once you do make a decree, nobody can say anything. Nobody's opinion means nothing. Come on now. You can't, you don't even have the right to voice your opinion. Once you sit on the throne and you make a decree, it's done. It's over. It shall be. Thank you, Pastor uh, Dr. Gustav. Come on now. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you're sitting on a throne right now, not next to Jesus, but in Jesus, next to God the Father. And when you begin to envision yourself and understand that you have all power and all authority, you can begin to arise and you can say, I most certainly can do everything that Smith Wigglesworth did. Come on now. Woo. So they said, okay. They said, okay. So they brought out the mother who had was in a wheelchair and had an incurable disease. He laid his hands on her, and she was instantly healed. All the symptoms began to leave, and she got up out of that wheelchair in Jesus' name. Then they brought out the daughter who was in the back bedroom who has been born deaf, completely deaf. They brought her out. He laid his hands on her, took authority over the spirit of death, and she was instantly healed in Jesus' name. Well, I don't need to tell you, that whole Muslim family came into the kingdom of God. Come on now. Uh, that's what signs and wonders is all about. Come on now. There's nothing special about this man. He's just a simple, come on now, guy that was raised in Texas, felt the call of God to be a missionary kind of thing, and just was in the right place at the right time. And when you know you're in the right place, your faith will function with a level of confidence and boldness and courage like you've never known before. Oh, somebody shout amen. Mm. Um, have you ever heard of a man by the, Lester, by the name of Lester Summerall? Powerful man of God. Now, uh, Smith Wigglesworth and Lester Summerall were friends. And when, Lester, when uh, Smith Wigglesworth was getting ready to pass on to the glory, he laid his hands on Lester Summerall, released the mantle that he was carrying over to this man, wept tears off of his face onto his head. And he, this, Lester Summerall began to function in the same kind of power and anointing and authority. Now, years ago, I heard Lester 
Mr. Simmerall say this. He said this. He said, I've had great men of God like Orr Roberts and other great men of God say to me, why are you in this little city here in the state of Indiana when you're only an hour and a half from the city of Chicago? Why don't you move your ministry to Chicago? There's so many more people out there that you could reach than in this little city here in the state of Indiana. And he looked at Orr Roberts and the rest of the men that would say things like that to him. And he said, the reason I don't do that is because God chose this place for me and that's why I'm going to stay in this place and I will reach the world from this place and he most certainly did. I also heard him say one time, he said, here's what mm, so many people don't understand is that just because you've been successful in one place, they actually believe that they can become successful in any place that they go. That is the absolute ultimate expression of the, uh, of the spirit of deception right there. Come on now. Just because you're successful in one place, I promise you, if you're not in the place that God has called you to be, you will not be successful in any other place because you're out of order. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I, oh, I came to deliver a word here tonight in Jesus' name. Somebody turn the air conditioner on. Come on now. It's as hot as H-E double hockey sticks in this place. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Some of you are going to get that tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, um, listen now. Genesis, it starts out in the very first book of the Bible. Genesis 1-9, it says this. When all of the waters got into their right place, then the land began to ascend and began to manifest. It is the law of divine order in the kingdom of God. Not even the land that had been there the whole time could be seen or could manifest until all of the waters were in their right place. There's all kinds of things that, are, that God wants to see manifested in your life, but because you're not in the right place, come on now, it can not, because there's some things in your life that are not in the right place, they cannot manifest divine order. I know it's hard. We as Pentecostal, charismatics, come on now. Crazy-matics, come on now. We, we're like, oh, my God, what, what kind of message is this? God, we can do whatever we want to do. God is everywhere. Come on now. God can meet me in any place at any time. I know that. I get that. But once God, because God owns all the places, but once he chooses a place for you, you got to honor that place. And when you honor that place, you honor him. Come on now. But if you dishonor that place, you dishonor him, and there will be no blessing and no favor on your life. Oh, yes. It is the truth. So you cannot just go anywhere you want. You just can't choose any place that you want. You got to know the place. The book of Proverbs says this right here, right here, right here. It says, as a bird leaves the nest, so shall it be with the man who leaves his place. Mm, here, mm. Yeah, here's, here's the wisdom of the proverb. It says, as a bird lays its eggs and leaves it in the nest, and when that bird wanders away from the nest, now all of the eggs, that which represents that he's supposed to give birth to, all of that that represents the future of that bird is now open to every predator in the region. So shall it be for every man that leaves his place. Listen, God didn't throw the Garden of Eden together. God chose that place. The Bible says that he chose this city, this, this city of Eden right here, and then he 
planted a garden on the east side of that city and he said this shall be the place that I shall come and meet with my son and my daughter come on now I will put my name in this place I'll put my glory in this place I'll put my presence in this place I'll put my power in this place this shall be the place where I will come in the cool of the day and I will walk with my son and my daughter and I will talk to them and I will share my heart and I will share my will and then you will go from this place and you will execute my will and my power into all of the earth that only happens in the place that God chooses for you it doesn't happen any other place I know you think it does but it doesn't it doesn't I'm talking about moving in the right place at the right time to see your faith function at a whole nother level <clears throat> so so important now watch this watch this now as soon as Adam and Eve God says all of this is yours except that tree right over there but as soon as they touch that tree they dishonored the place and when they dishonored the place they dishonored God and when they dishonored God they lost the place and now they're outside the place and now their eggs, come on, are you following me? Their eggs, their sons, their daughters, their children, that which they were supposed to give birth to, that which represents the future, is now open to every predator because they're outside the place. <sighs> Time we get to Genesis chapter 6 with the story of Noah. It says that evil has now filled the earth because somebody didn't have the courage to stay in their place. <sighs> oh, I'm telling you, this is, this is the law. It's irrevocable. It's unchangeable. Just as the law of gravity is unchangeable, what goes up must come down. This law is unchangeable. There's no exceptions to this law in the kingdom of God whatsoever. Now, in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now in Haran the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself, to your, for your own advantage, away from this country and your relatives to your father's house, to a place that I will show you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you with an abundance. I'm going to increase you with favor. I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to distinguish you. And I'm going to cause so much blessing to come upon you. And when people see the blessing upon you um, and they bless you because they see my blessing, I'll bless them. There's the law right there. Come on now. Some people only give when they see a need. Abraham had no need. God says, when you bless those that I have blessed, uh, you, you, in doing that, you actually bless yourself. Come on now. And the blessing that's on him now becomes yours. I'll talk a little bit about that at another time kind of thing. But let me tell you just right here. So he says here, Abram, you're in the wrong country. You're in the wrong state. You're in the wrong family. And you're hanging out with the wrong people. It matters to God where, you, where you're at. It really does. The reason somebody, listen, you cannot, I know, man, you cannot believe for miracles when you keep on hanging out with doubters. Come on now. When you keep on hanging out with unbelievers and speaking words of unbelief, come on now. You cannot see the miraculous take place in your life. It really does matter what place you're at. It really does matter what country you're in. It really does matter what state you're in. It really does matter what kind of people you're hanging out with. And he says, you're in the wrong place, the wrong state, the wrong, come on now, the wrong people. Get out. And I am going to, I have prepared and chosen a place for you. 
Come on now. And as soon as Abraham got up and started moving, now in his lifetime, he actually never got to that place, but in his heart, he was there the moment he took the first step of faith. He was in that place. And God honored that and caused the blessing. Notice the blessing did not come until Abraham took the, a step of faith towards the place that God had chosen for him. Oh, come on now. Abraham was alive when the Tower of Babel came down. He was actually there. One of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that God destroyed the Tower of Babel is because it says they were trying to build something so that they can get from the earth into heaven. And God said, it is not my will for you to be in heaven. Yeah, you heard me right. It is not the will of God for you to be in heaven. If it was his will for you to be in heaven, he would have created you in heaven. Yeah, yeah, think about that. Let's use our minds. Let's use a little bit of logical thinking. The reason you're born on this earth is because you're supposed to be on the earth. Come on now. You were created to live on the earth, and as soon as we get that mentality out of our mind and we stop trying to get out of here, come on now, and we start loving the place and start talking about leaving the place, we'll start doing some things around here for the kingdom of God. And I have grown weary and tired of people talking about getting out of here. Come on now. Coming up with all kinds of reasons and all this kind of stuff. Listen, man, back in 1988, just to refresh your memory, some goofball wrote a book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988, and it paralyzed the church for a whole year. So as we're sitting around waiting for the second coming of Christ, we will do absolutely nothing. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a long time before he returns. I don't mean to shock you, but I'm trying to shock you into getting up off your rusty dusty and start doing something for the Lord. Because the sooner you do that, maybe you just might hasten the coming of the Lord. Maybe he might come in your lifetime. But the way we're moving right now, I highly doubt it. Mm, we got to get up. We got to understand who we are. Come on. Jesus said, listen, pray like this. He didn't say this is my prayer. Jesus never had to pray for forgiveness of his sins. That's in the Lord's prayer. He said, so we, that's not the Lord's prayer. It's your prayer. And he said, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come to the earth. Thy will come to the earth. That's the way Jesus prayed. You might want to read it sometime. Come on. Every once in a while, just read that. He's all about getting heaven to the earth, not giving earth to the heavens. All about it. All about it. That's why Jesus came, was to bring his kingdom to the earth, not to get a church out of here. Come on now. And by the way, have you read the book of Revelation? When he does finally come, he's, everybody that's there, he's bringing them back with him. Yeah, so you're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. Come on now. And you're going to be here for at least another thousand years. Come on now. So you may well just settle in your heart right now. My God, I'm here. God created me for a purpose. He's given me all power, all authority. God has called me, come on now, to rise up and to take over this planet for him. Come on now, for the glory and for the honor of God. Right here. I got a place for you, Abraham. And as soon as he started moving to that place, it says there in Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, now Abraham became extremely rich in silver and gold because he moved into that place in his heart. 
There's blessing. Come on now, that comes into your life when you start moving into that place. That chapter goes on to talk about how Lot, Lot made a decision. He said, nah, you know what? I'm tired of being. He, forget, he forgot that his place was next to Abraham. And once you forget who you're called to, once you forget who you're called to be alongside of and the place that you're supposed to be and says, I want my own place. I want to do my own thing kind of thing. And come on now. And so Abraham said, well, you, if that's really what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. Okay. And so Abraham began to do that. I mean, Lot began to move. He chose the valley, the grass, the rivers, night next to this beautiful uh, twin cities, uh, metropolitan cities called Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, he, 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 when he made his final decision, he should have called a friend or something. You know what I'm saying? You know, he should, you know, you know remember that, that, that game show? You get one to call a friend? Come on. He made a very poor decision because he forgot where his place was. And he lost everything. But you know how Abraham responded? Come on. He says, you go ahead and do what you got to do. Doesn't matter to me because I'm blessed. I got the blessing on me. You know what the blessing of Abraham is? No matter what happens, no matter where you go, come on now, the blessing begins to flow. So he goes out into the desert, and every place he dug, a well sprung up. Come on now. Why? Because the blessing is all over somebody who knows they're in the right place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. The next thing that happens right there is Lot gets captured. <sighs> Man, Abraham's a much better man than me. Come on now. If that was my nephew and he did that to me and he got captured, I would have said, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. I would have been like an answer to prayer. Come on now. To me, kind of thing. I would have said, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Come on now. I would like. I would have wrote a song, whatever, came up with a poem. Come on, to celebrate the moment. Kind of thing. I would have got a T-shirt that said, everyone needs to lead, lose a lot. Come on now, right there. And uh, everyone needs to lose a lot. And, uh, and so when you begin to do that, I mean, what did Abraham do? He said, okay, let's go after him. What did Abraham have? He had 500 shepherds. He had no soldiers. He had no warriors. He didn't have a military army kind of thing. He went up against five kings and five armies with 500 shepherds and conquered them all because the blessing was on him and he knew it. Because he was in the right place at the right time. Oh, my goodness. In the right place at the right time. Look here. In the next uh, chapter 22, chapter 22, it says this concerning Abraham. After these events, verse 1, God tested and tried to prove Abraham and said to Abraham, I, I want you to, Abraham says, I here am I, God. God said, take your son, your only son, verse 2, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering upon one of these mountains in which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him. They split the wood for the burnt offering, and they began to trip, they began to, trip to the place which God had chosen for him. Went to the place that God chose for him to worship. You can't worship any place that you want to. Yeah, you better hear me loud and clear tonight. Come on, because I'm talking about there is something happening in this place. I'm talking about this place right here today, right here tonight. Right here, right here, you are in the right place at the right time, and you cannot choose what place you choose to worship in. You can't go to any other mountain. You can't go to whatever you feel like. you got to go to the place. Again, God owns all the places, but once he makes a choice for you, come on now, and says, this is my choice, and this is your place right here, you got to honor the place, and when you honor the place, you honor God. 
And so Abraham went to that place to worship in that place and no other place. And when he got to that place, you know the story. <clears throat> and uh, he come on, tied down Isaac. He's getting ready to offer him up as worship. The book of Hebrews says that there was such a confident faith in the heart of Abraham because he knew God is a covenant-keeping God, and he knew that the promise of God could not take place without Isaac. And it says that even if Isaac was killed and burned to ashes, that God would put the ashes back together and resurrect him from the dead. He knew. He wasn't hoping. He wasn't guessing. He wasn't wondering. He knew. Faith works now, right here in the now. Faith is not for the future. Hope is for the future. Once you lose hope for the future, you lose all power in the present because now faith is what changes everything in the present tense. Mm, come on now. Faith works only in the now present tense. Come on now. And so Abraham, as he's getting ready to kill Isaac, all of a sudden a voice thunders out of heaven and says, now I know that you will not withhold anything from me. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm talking about when you're in the right place. Come on now. When your faith is tied to God, to his word, and your faith is tied to a place, and you know that you're in the right place, there's a level of faith that you can function in that you cannot function in if you're not in that place. Oh, come on now. This is a prophetic word for you here tonight. And so, come on now. He, here's what happens. He know, Then he notices there's a ram caught in the thicket. The ram becomes the, the sacrifice. And Abraham names that place. That place that God chose. And he honored that place. And he worshiped God in that place. And as he honored God in that place, that place became known as the place where the provision shall be seen. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, come on now. That's the place where the provision shall be seen. Where? In that place. No other place. In that place that God chooses for you. Come on now. They're your provision. I just want to say to everyone that's listening to me, my voice here, this place right here, Loftel, right here in this building right here, this is the place that God has chosen for you. God is, you're not here by accident. You're not here by coincidence. You're not here because you just worked it out, some deal with some man. God has chosen this place, this town, this city, this region, this country, this building. This is your place. This is the place for all of you. All of you. And when you hear a voice tell you in two weeks that it's time to leave, that's a lie. That's not God. That's not the Holy Spirit because this is the place. If you're sitting here tonight thinking about leaving, you're deceived. It is not time to leave. This is the place for you. God has chosen this place and nobody is going. Oh, come on. I need you to hear me. I came with the, I'm not telling you my word. This is a prophetic word right out of heaven. And now that I've decreed the word, you cannot go against God's prophetic word I am decreeing that this is your place right now <sighs> and when you honor this place the provision will come flowing to this place the ram is not coming to your house 
the ram is coming to this place. That God is choosing you for you to worship him in this place. He said, then that place that I have called you and, and established you to be a worshiper in, this shall be known as your place of provision. I will cause everything. I will cause the money that you need to flow into this place. And you will find your mate in this place right here. Come on now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're going to find your mate in this place right here. The provision, the wisdom of God that you need is in this place. The love of God that you need is in this place. The favor of God that you need is in this place. The connections of God that you need is going to be found in this place. If you wander from this place, I'm telling you right now, everything that you're supposed to give birth to and that which represents your future shall be open to every predator and it shall not happen. <clears throat> this is the place that God has chosen for you to worship. And God says, when you know that and you honor me as you honor this place, I promise you mm, the ram, the provision, the blessing, the favor, everything you're possibly ever going to need in your life will become flowing to this place as long as you stay in your place. Mm -hmm. There's a very fascinating verse in the Bible when it says that after, come on now, that God called Noah to build this ark. He spent 120 years and God says, now I want you to take your family and you want you to put them in that ark right there. I'm going to shut the door. And he said, this shall be your place. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, they had never seen rain. They didn't know how long they were going to be in that ark. I'm pretty sure that Noah, after about 20 days, began to say to himself, maybe this is going to be our new normal. Come on now. And we're going to be here. And we're just, they didn't know when it was going to end. They didn't know. And by the way, they were in there a whole lot longer than 40 days. It rained for 40 days, but they were in there a very long time. Months upon months, they were in that ark kind of thing. And they didn't know when they were going to get out of it. And the verse, there's a verse in the Bible that says this, that all of a sudden, God remembered Noah. What? That's not talking about the Hebrew word for remember. There's a very fascinating word. It doesn't mean that God lost the power to recollect things. It doesn't mean that he forgot about Noah. If the Hebrew word there has the connotation that it means that he, as he remembered, it was, like, it was like God was saying, where's Noah? All God cared about in that moment was this. Is Noah still in the place that I told him to stay? And when he went to check, he was, and the blessing began to flow because he honored the place that God had chosen for him. And he didn't leave the place even after months that it had stopped raining. He still didn't leave the place. I'm talking about honoring the place that God chooses for you. Mm, look here uh, at, at uh, chapter 28 here, chapter 28 of the book of Genesis. This is all through the Bible. I'm just going through a few verses here in the, book of the, in the very first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 8, 28, it says, verse 11, And Isaac came to a certain place, and he stayed there overnight, because the sun was set, 
setting. He said, take one of those stones that, from that place. And he put it under his head and he laid down to the sleep. He dreamed a dream. And there was a ladder in that dream that went from the earth to heaven. And on top of it, it reached to the heavens and the angels of God were ascending and descending upon that ladder. Verse 16, and Jacob, come on now, woke up from the sleep that he was in. And surely, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not even know it. And he said, I was afraid. I began to fear and reverence God in this place and none other. And he said, this place shall be known as the house of God. And because it's the house of God, it shall now become the gateway to everything that I'm ever going to need in my life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that one clap. Come on now. I'm talking about here's Jacob right here. Jacob didn't go to any place. There was this God chose a place to meet Jacob. And when he got to that place, when he got to a certain place, God could have done it anywhere because he owns all of the places. But God waited for him to get to a certain place. It, what it means is that the implication in the Hebrew is that he was waiting to him to, to literally get to the place that he had chosen. Come on now. For Jacob. And God says, I'm going to meet Jacob in this place right here. And so he began to literally go to sleep. He woke up. And now I know that he was sleeping naturally and he woke up from a natural sleep. But the reality is he woke up from a spiritual slumber because he was in the place that God had chosen for him and he did not even know it. So when it says that he awakened to that which the place that God had chosen from him, I came to awake some people here. I, I came to wake you up here tonight in the name of Jesus because there are a number of you sitting under the voice under the sound of my voice here tonight that you don't even understand the power of what I'm talking about here but I have come to wake you up and uh, you might realize oh my God that this is the place I've been here but I've been like in a spiritual slumber but I'm in the name of Jesus and I realize I'm beginning Come on, come on. I don't mean to be trying to talk bad or disrespectful anywhere, but I'm telling you right now. Listen, I've been doing this 38 years, walking in the prophetic for 38 years, and I know how to gauge an atmosphere when I walk into it. And I just want to say, as wonderful as it was in that other building, the presence of God, the glory of God is a whole lot stronger in this building. Because this is the place. This is the season. This is the time. God says, I chose this building for you. I chose this place for you. This is the place where I'm going to put my name. This is the place where I'm going to put my presence. This is the place I'm going to put my glory. Say it the Lord here tonight. This is the place right here. This is the place. This is the place. This is the place right here. Right here. Right here in this building. Right here. Signs and wonders will happen here in this place. The 
glory shall manifest in this place. Blind eyes shall open up in this place. Deaf ears shall open up in this place. The lame shall walk in this place. Dead people shall get up in this place. No, my God. Come on, I hear the Lord saying, I have already gone before you, and I have already, I have already determined that which I'm about to do in this place because you obeyed me and moved from that building and into this building out of raw obedience, and I know that it cost you something. God, God has sent me here tonight to tell you that He is about to show up in this place like you've never seen Him show up because you're in the right place and you're honoring this place. Come on now. And you're going to honor his name. And because of that, oh my God. Just a, just a few more minutes and then I'm, I'm going to be finished with, with this part. And then hey, come. Jacob made a vow. He said, if you'll be with me in this place and keep me in the way that I go from this place and you'll take care of me as I go to other places so that I might come again back to this place uh, and in mm, this stone which I have set up as a monument shall be God's house. It shall be a sacred place and all the increase of possessions that you give me, I will return back to this place and I will worship in this place and I'll bring my tithe and my offerings back to this place. Oh, come on now. Here's Jacob. He's saying, listen, he's saying, God, let me just break it down to you in modern day English. He's saying, God, if I recognize this place, I'm awakening to the very fact that you have chosen this place for me. And now because this is my place that you've chosen for me, this will be the house of God for me. Listen, if you're not in the right place, I don't care how many times you call it the house of God. It is not the house of God for you because it's not the right place. The house of God is the place that he chose for you. It Then it becomes the house of God. And now, now you have a confidence and a boldness before God. And now in that place, you will literally begin to experience a gateway. Come on now, a ladder, a come on, a portal in the heavens and into the realm of the spirit where everything that you're ever possibly going to need, spirit, soul, body, for your business, for your job, for your ministry, for your family, for your children, your grandchildren. Come on now whatever it may be it's coming out of the portal but you gotta be you gotta be in the house of God which is the right place come on now and Jacob says if I honor you if I honor the place that you chose for me God he said I, I can't stay in this place I gotta go to some other places you can't stay here tonight you gotta go home tonight and you got to take your children with you. You can't leave your children. I know some of you want to leave your children here, but you can't. You can't. You got to take them all. Take them all home with you tonight. Come on. That's <laughs> something. And aside, some people say, uh, "Forget." I just uh, that happened to me not too long ago. But you got to take the children with you. And Jacob is saying, "If I if I honor you in this place, and honor you name in this place, and only this place, I got to go." But he said, "If I do that." I'm going to leave with the confidence that all of these other places 
my business, my job, my school, come on, my house, the store, the mall, the city, the country, whatever places I go to, I go with a confidence knowing that you're going to bless me in all those other places. And if you bless me in all of those other places, I'm going to come back next Sunday morning and bring my tithe and my offer, offering and I'm going to worship you in this place. And then I'm going to leave that place and I'm going to go to all these other places the next week and you're going to bless me in all of these other places. And then the following Sunday, I'm going to come back to this place that you have chosen for me and I'm going to bring my tithe and my offerings into this place. Come on, me and my wife, Sue, we've been married almost 30 years. November 21st will be our 30-year anniversary. I was 20, I was 29 when we got married. Sue was 36 when we got married. That makes her 66. I know she looks like she's 20, but she's actually 66 years old. And I'm 59 years old now. But I'm telling you right now, let me tell you the story. Come on. A pastor friend of mine called me on a, this is back in the third week of January of 1992. He said, I want you to go to this place over here. By the way, did you hear that scripture that Preston, Pastor Preston preached here tonight? It said that God spoke to the prophet of God and said, I have prepared a place. And if you go to that place, I'll bless you prophet of God. I'll minister to you. I'll take care of you. And then as I take care of you, everybody that's in your world will be taken care of. Come on now. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. It's the law of divine order. You got to get into the right place or the provision shall not be seen. So we're in that the pastor says, can you go to this church here tomorrow morning? They just lost their pastor. Can you just preach? Mm, they got nobody. So I said, sure. So me and my friend, I had not met Sue yet. We went to this church. This church, I grew up in New York City. This church is out in the middle of a cornfield in the state of Illinois. I'd never seen a cornfield except on TV. And, uh, and so we're out in this barren field. It was winter, nothing, there's nothing out there. We went through the, it was, they, they told me it was in Harmon, Illinois. Harmon is a town of 250 people. I mean, this is like, it's like the twilight zone out there. You, once you get in, you can't get out. You know what I'm saying? You're just lost out there. And, uh, and so I go there. There's no church. I drive, we drive three miles outside the town. There's no church. We drive back to the town. The guy said, yeah, there's a church out there, but you just didn't go far enough. So we've been there going five and a half miles outside of town. And it was in the township of Harmon. Found this little building that was a Morton building that farmers used to store things kind of thing. They had turned it into a church. Come to find out the founding pastor, his father-in-law owned the farm. His father-in-law gave him the land. They built the church out in the middle of the cornfield. During harvest time, it's surrounded by corn. Uh, you can't even see the church when you're driving up to it unless you're coming in by helicopter. It's literally buried out there. It's kind of like that, that movie, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come kind of thing. And so they built this church out in the middle of a cornfield. And we're sitting there in the parking lot, snowing, barren, absolutely nothing, dead, absolutely nothing, no life whatsoever out there. And I said to my friend, oh my God, I don't know what my pastor friend is thinking. Oh, tomorrow morning I'm going to give him a call and we're going to have a little chat. You know what I'm saying, kind of thing. And, uh, and he said, uh, and then I said to my friend Scott, I said, I suppose we should possibly just have a, just a little short word of prayer, just in case. 
God would want to do something in this godforsaken place. I literally said those words out of my mouth. My friend just with his eyes popped open. He's like, what? Man, what kind of man of God is this right here? Kind of thing. That was absolutely no faith whatsoever right there. And, uh, and so I did not know that my life was about to change in the next 15 minutes. I met this wonderful lady right here. She was on the worship team, and I ended up staying there, marrying her, ended up pastoring that church for eight years. Come on now. Now, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Seven years while I'm living in New York City, seven years prior to me arriving, God gave this woman of God a prophetic word and said, if you will be faithful to the place that I have planted you, I will bring your mate right to this place. Come on now. Oh, my God. I'm talking about being in the right place at the right time. Come on now. Once God says, this is the place that I've chosen, you've got to stay in that place. You can't, you can't move from that place. You can't, come on, yield to your own mind. You've got to do what God tells you to do. Stay where God tells you to stay. Come on now. Why do you think that God has blessed uh, Pastor Preston and Pastor Monique in such a short time? Because they're in the right place at the right time. Come on now. In fact, if I remember at the beginning of the year, I prophesied to you, man of God, that you were in the right place and that God was going to cause it. I showed up in the first week of June, began to prophesy some more. Within two months, that church doubled because they all in that church began to realize they're in the right place. They're in the right town, in the right year, in the right building. Come on now. This stuff really works. We were pastoring in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for 10 years. We planted a church there. And then God says, listen now. He said, I'm done with you here in this place. I didn't really want to leave that place. When you give 10 years of your life to a place, it's hard to walk away from it. But God confirmed it over and over and over and over again. And finally, we began to move. And he said, I'm calling you. I got a place for you in Southern California. And so we, we sold everything. We took all of our money. We began to move. We moved everything and all of our worship team and all their families they said God told us to move with you because our place is next to you come on now you follow me somebody better listen to me my our place is next to you and so they all came out with over five years ago now and we got out there and within the first 30 days all of the money including my wife's pension had been invested into this ministry they took it all they stole it all they kicked us to the curb in 30 days you know it costs about a million dollars a month to live in california come on now and and, and they were there 30 days we had no money we had no friends we knew nobody we had nothing and yet I knew that I was in the place that God had chosen and I refused to leave that place and God says if you'll stay in the place and God will cause the provision to flow to that place and we saw God bring provision and sustain us for the next three years and after, I mean all hell came online one thing after another thing after another thing but we stood our ground and we didn't move from our place because I knew that this was God's sovereign place for us and I wanted to honor him by honoring that place and so as we did that three years in God gave us a word and said now is the time for you I want you to go into Hollywood and I want you to start a ministry and begin to teach minister prophesy to people that are in them in the Hollywood industry fashion industry music industry and all of that kind of stuff and so we started doing it went to a few places then the COVID thing took place so we did it on zoom every Thursday for 
for one year and then I said in my heart I said God I want my own place we want our own place we don't want to be bouncing from every place and because God dropped that desire says I got a place for you and so we begin to pray for that I begin to share that vision kind of thing and then a man of God came into our lives and said, and said, a very, very prophetic, very respected man of God, and said that God, as it relates to the place that he has for you, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly and beyond your wildest dreams. So I went back to California, and I told my ministry team, we began to pray that. You can't, you see, you can't just receive a prophetic word and then expect it to drop out of heaven. Come on now. you got to pray that thing in. you got to start taking practical steps of faith and start moving towards the dream, start moving towards the promise, start moving towards the prophetic word if you don't start walking it ain't going to happen come on now you got to start moving you can't just sit around you got to do something say something and start moving towards it and god will then begin to open doors for you and begin to give you favor and that's what we did we just started taking the next easiest step of faith in front of us and god began to open up doors begin to bring favor begin to connect us with this person who connected us with this person who connected us with this person who happened to have a building in the art district in L.A. Um, that, and she was from South Korea. Her grandparents were missionaries to North Korea for 50 years. And she wanted to have a venue for Christian businesses and Christian ministries right there in the heart of L.A. in the art district. And so I looked at the building. I brought my ministry team there. They saw the building. We all believed that this was the place that God had chosen for us. And so I began to talk to her. I began to minister to this lady. I began to prophesy to her. And I told her, listen now, because the room that we wanted to rent for four hours it was going to cost normally a thousand dollars for four hours one thousand dollars that means that's going to cost four thousand dollars a month that's going to cost us about forty eight thousand dollars a year just to rent one little room right there for four hours a week kind of thing almost fifty thousand dollars and i said it at that time i said at this time uh, i said uh, young lady i said i do not have that kind of money i said i just want to minister i'm not here to take their money all of these young actors and and, and people that are trying to get into the industry, they're struggling. They're barely making it themselves. Last thing they need is somebody coming in there and trying to take their money from them. So I want to come in and I want to take nothing from them and I want to give everything that I got to them. And uh, and so she was so touched by that that she said, okay, let me pray about that. And so... Um, I, um, I came up with a figure. The Lord spoke a figure to my heart. God spoke the same figure to uh, my wife's heart. And then uh, God spoke the same figure to Pastor Tim's wife, who was, who was our, our administrator of the, of, the, of the ministry at the time and still is. And, uh, and so when I'm on the phone with her, I, she said, what, what, what do you think you should, you know, you want to do? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, I'm not going to say a figure. I said, I want you to say the figure. And she says, well, I'm, I've been praying about this, and I feel like the Lord wants you to be in that building. I believe that this is your place. And, uh, and she said, how about, how about I only charge you $500 a month? Come on now. Come on, not $4,000 a month, $500 a month. Yeah, that building is about as big as this room right here. And she said, she said, not only can you use the room, you can use the whole building every Thursday night. You can come as early as you want. And you can stay as long as you want. You can use it for eight, ten hours a night every Thursday night. Not for four thousand, but for five hundred. That's a hundred and twenty-five dollars. I'm talking about a building that's in the heart of Los Angeles, in the Art District. It's three blocks from the Azusa Street outpouring. Three blocks from 
where Azusa Street outpouring the revival in 1906 came, where three blocks were like five minute walk from there, a three minute drive to that place right there, we're five miles from Hollywood, and God, when we moved into that place, when we moved into that place that we knew that God had chosen into that build, everything began to explode, I'm telling you right now, actors, actresses, come on now, directors and producers and screenwriters and fashion people and music people, come on now, all began to flow to that place, oh yes, yes, and then God opened up a door for Kelly, who was Pastor Tim's wife, uh, to literally begin to, to, to work for the Hollywood Prayer Network, network which has about 6,000 people in the network, and the owner of the network is, she's a producer in Hollywood, she's highly connected to a lot of famous people in Hollywood, and God spoke to her and said, after only meeting Kelly two times, I have chosen that young lady to take over this network, I want you to train her up and give the network to her in a few years. Oh my God. Oh, are you listening? Because I'm trying to illustrate when, when people, I'm talking that whole worship team, Myesha Reynolds, who's African-American, God, she started her own business. She's on our worship team. I adore, I just ordained her. She's a powerful preacher and teacher. She preaches for me. Tim preaches. Kelly preaches when I'm traveling kind of thing. They're all gifted musicians, singers, preachers, and teachers kind of thing. And they basically run the whole thing while I'm there. I just kind of show up once a month and preach kind of thing and they're causing the whole thing to take place and manifest and grow. The thing has literally just began to really grow and grow. Just before we left, we had the most biggest attendance. We got people, we got a family that moved. God has moved from Ireland. Ireland. Ireland, an incredible, powerful financer. They moved from Ireland and now is coming to our Bible study and he said as soon as come on now, as soon, oh dear Jesus, as soon as we get our residency and as soon as we're going to get a bank account, he said as soon as all we're able to transfer all of our money and wealth to this country, he said I'm going to begin tithing to your ministry. Come on now. Because I'm telling you right now I'm just trying to encourage you I'm just trying to encourage you all the way from Ireland 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 we got a family that's about to move from Sweden to be connected to the ministry because God has called them right there right there supernatural things we just met a man just two days ago here in South Africa that feels called he's a he's a he's a he's a writer uh, and, a, and a producer and, and God wants to move him there so I told him all about God is moving people from all over the world and connecting them to our ministry because we're in the right place at the right time come on now man I don't know if you remember Pastor Tim when he was here with me three years ago He's been with me for like, I've known him for like 12 years. He's been with me for seven years. And man, that boy is so talented. That boy could write songs, play every instrument, sing, incredible saxophone player kind of thing. I mean, that boy can do everything. He's always had a dream to have his music recorded. Come on now. And to, and to be on a label and all of that stuff. And yet he never pursued after it because he knew that his place was right next to me. Come on now. And he refused to leave his place. And I told him, I said, Tim, if you'll just honor the place that God has chosen for you, I promise you my hand to God. God will make your dreams come to pass because you are in the right place. 
I want to, I came to testify here tonight that Tim for the last four weeks has been in a recording studio in Hollywood signed with a label and just recorded his first two songs with some crazy well-known musicians and singers and it's about the first two songs that he's done I just listened to him I can't play them for you because of the of the the label contract and all that stuff and Tim will get in trouble for you but I'm telling you right they're about to drop on iTunes in about two weeks and they are absolutely crazy awesome songs his dream is happening because he was faithful to the place that he God planted him I told you we came from a town called McQuanago, Wisconsin there 10 years. We've trained our daughters. If you're faithful to the place, you don't need to search for a mate. God will bring your mate right to you. We tell them our story. Yeah, that's right. Once 28, once 24, they've never dated in their life. We don't date. We wait. We're not into heartbreaks. We're not into drama. We're not into all that nonsense. We're into staying focused. They're building their business. Come on now. They're building, they're working their education. They're, they're building their lives. So whether God brings a mate or not, they're going to be successful. They're not dependent upon anybody or any man or anything. God is their powerful woman of God in themselves kind of thing. And, and so, but Sarah began to have a die. My youngest daughter have a desire to, 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 to meet somebody. But she didn't go look for any. She literally, she never even, she barely talked to my wife about it kind of thing. And, uh, and here's what happens. About, the, about eight months ago, eight, nine months ago, God, there was a young man, a young man from the town that we pastored in for 10 years. He grew up in that town, McGuanago in Wisconsin, graduated from high school in that town in Wisconsin. And now he's, you know, going to school and then God puts it in his heart. He's an incredible, uh, one of these guys that can, he's, he's like, a, that, that does all that stuff like stuntmen do in Hollywood kind of thing. Just absolutely. He's, he's one of those guys that jump off the buildings. You ever see them? They jump off the buildings, land on the concrete, roll and get up and run. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how he does that without breaking his bones, but he does that all the time kind of thing. And so they call it parkour or something like that. I mean, and so he's, he's got, he's, He's an influencer. He's got thousands of people. He's got all kinds of things that he promotes because companies want him to, to promote because he's got thousands of people following him online kind of thing. And so he's he comes. He has a heart to come to be a stuntman kind of thing. And yet, and so he tells his mom, he tells his aunt. His aunt is a really good friends with one of my ministry leaders, Myesha. And uh, and so she calls Myesha and tells her her nephew's coming out. Myesha connects with this young man, Reed, invites him to the Bible study. He shows up nine months ago, and he hasn't missed a Bible study in nine months. Number one, because he's fallen in, Je- fallen in love with Jesus like never before. And number two, he's fallen in love with my daughter, Sarah. Come on now. And so he's there. But now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, my daughter didn't want nothing to do with him at first. But now God turned her heart. Man, they began to grow, had a great friendship and everything. I'm trying to communicate to you that uh, we told our daughters, you don't have to do anything. Stay faithful to the place that God called you, which was our ministry, and God will move and bring your mate from where he is, and God has done it right there. They are already talking about Mary. She's actually in Wisconsin meeting all the family. Come on now, and I'm telling you, everything is falling into place. Every piece of the puzzle has fallen into place because a young lady, come on now, stayed faithful to her place, and God moved on a young man, come on now, on the other side of the country to move, orchestrated his steps to get into the right building at the right place 
place at the right time to meet the right girl. Come on now. Your mate is in that place. Your money is in that place. Your blessing is in that place. Your favor is in that place. Your healing is in that place. Your miracle is in that place. Your deliverance is in that place. Your restoration is in that place. Everything you're ever going to need is in that place. Somebody give God a shout. This place is about to explode. I'm telling you right now, right now, right now. I'm telling you right now. <clears throat> Dr. Gustav, Pastor Natasha, Pastor Lys <clears throat> I'm sorry, I know. Pastor, all of you guys here. If there's any other pastors, I don't know. But I want you to listen to me. Number one, I just want to say, listen, the, 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 the legacy that you are carrying Dr. Gustav is just absolutely amazing. It's just absolutely, it's, it's stuff that they write history about. It's stuff that they write books about. The legacy that you're carrying in your spirit right there. Everything that's happening in this place and all the different lo locations is because of the sacrifice of this man and the family right there. And as much as that is so awesome, I just want to just say this and I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but this whole thing is about to explode because of these two women right here. That's what I heard the Lord say as I, as I was worshiping. You listening to me. These two pastors right here, the two daughters right here, this thing, they are, they are. I heard the Holy Spirit as we were worshiping today. He said these two women of God right here is going to carry this whole thing to a whole nother level right now. I'm telling you right now. And I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and go out on a limb and just say that everything, everything is, is going to double. I'm going to tell you right now. Everything. I'm telling you right now. There's going to be a day where you cannot fit the people in this place right here. That you're going to have to have multiple services like all day long possibly. But I'm telling you right there. There's God is already moving upon hearts of people to come from the east and the west and the north and the south right now because you're in the right place at the right time I'm telling you there's there's God's gonna send I'm telling you right now God's gonna send people from even other parts of the of, of, of the world other parts of the country and they are going to be wealthy people and they are going to see what is happening in this place and they're gonna want to finance this place they're gonna want to sow great wealth into this place because because they've seen your hearts, they've seen the purity, they see the presence, they see the glory, they see the foundation, they see that it's well built in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Lord God, for this woman of God right here. I bless her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say to this pastor of this house right here, I say right now that the anointing that's upon you to administrate, the anointing that's upon you to preach and to teach and to prophesy, every gift, every calling, every anointing is about to explode on the inside of you and it's going to go to a whole nother level and I just heard the Holy Spirit that in the last in the last four weeks you have felt something stirring up on the inside of you and just felt like oh my God this is a brand new day this is a brand new hour not only for me not only for what I'm doing but for this church right here for the Loftdale International right here all the different locations everything that God has graced you every single person that's under under your authority authority under your ministry under your leadership in the name of Jesus I'm telling you right now that which is on you come on now is going to come on all of them in the name of Jesus the blessing starts from the top and it's going to flow 
it's going to flow down to the rest of the body. I'm telling you right now by the Spirit of the living God, God has raised this woman of God up, and God has raised this woman of God up right here, these two women right now in the name of Jesus, and this man of God too in the name of Jesus. Oh, this new generation, this new generation right here. I'm telling you right now, let me say it right there in the name of Jesus. Woo! In the name of Jesus, they're about to, they're about to birth a, the, 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 the future of this church to a whole nother level of this, this younger generation right here, represented in the three, these three pastors right here. They're about, and any other, 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 I know there's other young pastors that are, that are working here too, and I'm not trying to exclude you, but I'm telling you all, I'm just speaking in general now, all of these young pastors that are going to, they're going to carry this thing. They're going to get on, they, come on now, they're going to stand up on the shoulders of Dr. Gustav, and they're going to take that which he has established and everything that he has laid down, and they're going to take it, and they're going to cause it to go higher and bigger and stronger, and they will do so much more. No offense, sir, but they're going to do so much more than you in the name of Jesus. They, they're going to take it to a whole other level. It's going to grow. It's going to multiply to a crazy level, saith the Lord. And because this is the place, I'm telling you right now, I cannot overemphasize that. When you step into, I just got to say it like this, when you step into this place, I don't know when the first service was, but I'm telling you that I, as far as I'm concerned, tonight is the first service. Come on now. And I'm telling you right now, something has lived literally exploded in the realm of the spirit here tonight and I'm telling you right now from this night forward this church will never be the same this ministry will never be the same I'm telling you right now the glory of God the power of God the grace of God the miracles of God the signs and the wonders of God the blessing of God is going to rest and manifest in a level that nobody has ever seen. I know you've seen some great things in the past, but I'm telling you right now by the Spirit of the living God, as I stand here in the realm of the Spirit, I see this church exploding. I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about 10 years down the road. I'm talking about relatively soon. This church is about to go. I'm telling you right now, get ready. Get ready, pastors. Get ready, leadership. Get ready. Stand strong. Stand. You know, oh my God. I hear the Lord saying, okay, I want, I want all the pastors and anybody who's in leadership to stand to your feet right now. Right now, if you're a pastor or you're a leader in this church, right now, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet wherever you are. And I want you to plant your feet now in Jesus' name. I want you to plant your feet strong because I hear the Lord saying that the wind of God's Spirit is about to come. And if you don't plant yourself and get ready, you're going to literally be blown away by it. It's going to knock you over. But God says that you're going to learn and you're going to learn with great skill how to carry my power and how to carry my glory and how to carry my anointing in the name of Jesus right there. We thank you, Lord God, that every one of these leaders, every one of these pastors, Lord God, every one of these five-fold ministry gifts, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you've raised them up in this place and you've called them to this place and they are not going anywhere except this place, Lord God. And I say that every gift and every calling and every anointing on the inside of them shall multiply and increase and function at a whole nother level in the name of Jesus for God's glory. Somebody give him all the, all the praise and all the glory. Lift your hands, man of God, right there. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, the, the anointing that's upon your voice, the anointing upon you to write songs, the anointing upon you to, to, to lead worship and to literally sing your way into the very depth of God's presence. God says you get ready. There's going to be a level of God's presence that comes from this place, and you're going to hear testimonies in the near future of people that are going to receive miracles. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like demons coming off of them, healings taking place, supernatural hope being imparted just as they're standing in the presence of God and worshiping God. No man laid a hand on them. No man prayed for them. But as the presence of God, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, man of God, I don't know what's happened in your heart and in the hearts of this worship team here, but the, the presence of God and the glory of God is so much stronger than it was in that other building. And I don't know what took place, but all I know is to tell you that this is the place. And I'm telling you right now, all of you, all of you, I know you're all so super gifted and talented and anointed, and you all have individual dreams and callings and visions for your life. And I came here tonight to tell testimony and tell you a story that if you'll stay faithful to this place faithful to this place faithful to this place in the name of Jesus often the dreams that God has placed over you will come to pass in the name of Jesus in the name just lift your hands young lady in the name of Jesus right there the anointing that's on your voice oh my god is just a, is absolutely powerful young lady and I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus I'm, I'm telling you right now you're like a oh I'm telling you right now you are Mm. Oh, you're like a chain breaker. Come on now. Things break in the realm of the spirit when you sing. The atmosphere shifts when you sing. I'm telling you right now, demons fly away when you sing. I'm telling you right now, demons cannot stand the sound of your voice. There's such a strong anointing upon your voice, and it's because of everything that God has brought you through. The Lord is saying that God, my goodness, that God has brought you through really tough things, tough things. In fact, the Lord is showing me that you really even should not even be alive today. You should be dead today. And that God has supernaturally intervened in your life and has saved your life and raised you up and anointed you and called you and gifted you uh, for much, such a moment and such a place as this. You get ready, young lady. There is going to be, I'm telling you right now, you begin to sing at different moments spontaneously and singing different songs there is going to be an absolute breaking of chains and bondages and demonic strongholds that shall take place in the realm of the spirit and the, the whole atmosphere shall shift for the glory and the honor of God listen I don't, I don't know who you are but when I saw you tonight, when I first, I saw greatness all over you. I saw greatness. I don't know who you are, young lady. Lift your hands to the Lord. But I'm telling you right now, there's greatness all over you. Yeah, there's unbelievable talent in you. There's unbelievable giftings and callings. And I saw you when I was worshiping. I was just looking at you. And I saw the word greatness written all over you. There is literally, you have been born to be great. There is greatness on the inside of you before you are even in your mother's womb. God says that, God, I place greatness and I have prophesied and decreed and put in your heart and gave a destiny to you that you will do great and mighty things for me. And I'm not talking, not only in church, but I'm talking about outside the church. There is absolute great talent. 
There's an absolute incredible spirit of creativity on the inside of you, save the Lord. And God says, get ready, young lady. Get ready, daughter. That spirit of creativity is about to explode on the inside of you and go to a whole nother level. And there is, there's, I see great favor flowing your way. I'm talking about like outside. You've been faithful to this place for such a long time. God says, there have been moments where you could have gone someplace else and people were enticing you and said, come over here, come over here, come by me and I can do this for you and I can do that. If you come over here and be a part of me and just join our group, uh, we can do this for you. And yet in your heart, you did not believe that that was the will of God and you obeyed the Holy Spirit and God says because you were faithful to the place that God called you to be and to be faithful to those that are in authority over you God says that I am about to graduate you I'm about to promote you young lady and you're going to I'm gonna bring you before very important people I'm telling you right now, you're going to come before very important people, people of influence, people who have connections, people who have favor, and they're going to open up doors for you, young lady, and you're going to go from place to place, and God says, I will use that which I have graced you with on the inside, on the outside, and I will use you for my glory and for my honor, and you shall become a great lady, a great lady of influence, a great lady of power, a great lady who has the wisdom of God and knows how to take the message of Jesus Christ and say it in a language that people can receive it and you shall see many people many people that are not serving the Lord they they, they did it one time but now they're not God says I'm gonna cause you to be used by me to bring many prodigal sons and daughters back to me and there shall be even there shall be even many that do not even know me that I will bring up along your pathway and they shall hear your story and they shall they shall they shall hear your testimony and they shall be moved they shall be moved in the name of Jesus I hear the Holy Spirit say that you need to write your story down you need to write it down write it down write it down write it down because people are going to read it people are even going to see it the Lord says people are going to read and see the story that you're going to write about your journey and God says I'm going to put my anointing all over it I'm going to bless it I'm going to multiply it and I you're going to go you're going to go and you're going to go and you're going to go and there will be no stopping to your going in Jesus name thank you Lord Jesus Father we just bless everyone that's on this worship team in Jesus name every gift every calling every anointing we stir it up we say that this team was going to flow like never before as one, as one, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Young man, nope. Blessing, favor, increase, every gift, every calling flows up and out of you at a whole nother level. In Jesus' name, we release that over this young man right here in Jesus' name. Be blessed. We be blessed. Every gift, every calling, every anointing, now. In Jesus' name. Clay, 
the giftings, the callings, the anointings on you in the name of Jesus. I just heard the Lord just want me to encourage a young man. He's saying that I have not forgotten about that which I have promised to you. It, the, there it was a day that, 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 that seems like everything was going to fall into place. And, 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 and then there was a time where it didn't seem like that. But, uh, uh, but you've been staying, you've stayed faithful to the call of God upon your life. You stayed faithful to the place where God has called you. And I just want to just encourage you that God has knows the dream that he's placed in your heart. And he is committed to his dream. There's a dream on the inside of you that you did not conjure up with your own imagination. But it really is a genuine dream from the God, the heart of your father. And he's dropped it in there by the way of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to encourage you, he wants me to encourage you tonight to let you know that he has not forgotten about that dream. That in due time, and I'm not talking again about like 10 years down the road. I'm talking about relatively soon that you're going to see that dream that God has placed in your heart begin to really begin to gain momentum and begin to flow in every single direction for the glory and the honor of God. So Father, every gift, every calling, every anointing flow now and increase in Jesus' name. Okay. If you're here tonight and um, you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you have, but maybe you're one of those prodigal sons, one of those prodigal daughters, and you know, as you've been listening to the message here tonight and the presence of God in this place, you know that spiritually speaking, you're not in the right place. But I'm offering the invitation now to come to the place, the right place. And I'm telling you right now, if you've never known that you're in the right place as it relates to your eternal salvation, the call of God, the destiny of God, just come on up. Come on, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to wait a whole long time. I'm not going to say that you're going to burn up in fire if you don't come down. I'm not going to threaten you. I'm not going to try to manipulate you. I'm just giving you the invitation. If you want the blessing, come on now, that comes by being in the right place, you need to get up here now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Come on. Give them a big God bless you. You should come. Come on. There's more of you. There's more of you. Come on. Come on. Let's, I'm, I'm going to just wait a few more minutes. Come on. Just a few more minutes. There's, there's a few more of you that need to come up here. Just don't sit there. Don't resist. Don't resist. Come on up. How you doing, sweetheart? Come on. Come on up. Woo! We thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody just say this with me, Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Create in me a clean heart. <clears throat> I ask you, Lord, <laughs> by way of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, come into my heart. Not only be my Savior, but I ask you to be my Lord, to be my King, 
to be my healer, to be my deliverer, to be my blesser, to be Jehovah Jireh, to be everything I ever need, spirit, soul, and body. So now, Jesus, I decree publicly that I believe that you are the Son of God, that you are the Christ, that you are the anointed one, that you died upon the cross for my sins, and that on the third day you were resurrected from the dead. So I believe in you, Jesus, and I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior. And I ask that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, everybody, just give a big old God bless. Woo, come on. Woo. Come on. Blessing, favor, destiny. Come on now. I prophesy to each and one of you up here that you're going to step into a place of blessing and prosperity. Come on now, in favor and peace and joy unspeakable and full of the glory of God like you've never experienced before. Provision shall be seen in your life because you're in the right place. You're in the right place right here, right here. Young lady right there, come on now. Those tears right there tell me that you know that you know. Come on now. That something supernatural is taking place on the inside of you. Something has been released. Come on now. There you came in here with a bondage on you. That bondage is gone. There's a freedom all over you now. And I want to just decree to each and every one of you, this is your place. This is your place. You'll grow in this place. You'll prosper in this place. You'll develop in this place. You'll become strong in this place. You'll become a strong disciple in this place. You'll serve in this place. And God will, if God says, if you will honor my place, if you will build my house, I'll build your house. Come on now. I'll show up at your house and I'll bless everything that you got. So we thank you, Lord God. I bless each and every one of them now in Jesus' name, including this young lady right here. What's your name, sweetheart? Michaela. Father, I bless this young lady right here in the name of Jesus right there. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for the courage and the bravery of her heart even tonight now. In the name of Jesus right there. And I decree, and I just speak to the destiny that's been spoken over her life by God the Father. And I stir that up in the name of Jesus. And I say, young lady, that you will grow, you will develop, and you will move in the favor of God. And your spiritual ears will begin to hear. In fact, already you're very sensitive to the voice of the of the Holy Spirit. You were born that way. Even when, even younger than you are now you would hear the voice of the holy spirit you would tell your tell different ones including your mom and and you just i just think jesus is saying this to me and uh and and i'm just telling you that is really the holy spirit that's talking to you sweetheart and you're going to grow and you're going to develop in your spiritual sensitivity to the to the voice of the holy spirit is going to become so profound and you're going to arise and become a very wonderful powerful woman of god And you're going to do something significant for the Lord one day, even as a child. We thank you, Lord God, for this young child. We bless her faith tonight in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord. Come on, a big God bless you. tonight. Come on up. 
If you need divine healing in your body tonight, in the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. In the name, we just release the, oh my God, the healing presence of Christ all over this land. I say, body be healed now in the name of Jesus. I command this body to, to come in line with the word of God in Jesus' name. In the name of Jack, I speak to the spirit of infirmity. I, I command you to come out now in the name of Jesus. You will leave this body alone now in the name of Jesus. I release the healing presence of Christ all over you now. And I say this body will recover now in the name of Jesus it's going to recover now strength to your body strength to every part of your body strength to your body supernatural strength is your portion tonight now God says your body is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus I'm telling you right now woman of God I'm telling you from this night forward I want you to leave this place knowing that the power of God has flowed into you the anointing of God's healing presence has flowed into your physical body here tonight and I want you to get up tomorrow morning thanking him that you're going to be stronger tomorrow and the next day you're going to be stronger and your body will begin to recover now in the name of Jesus Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the healing presence of Christ all over this woman right here, Lord God, your daughter. We speak to your daughter now in the name of Jesus. There it is right there. That's the healing presence of Christ flowing right into you. I say, body be healed. Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every weakness, I command it to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right there. In the name of Jesus, the healing anointing flows into you now. And I say, be healed, body, now, in the name of Jesus. Total recovery. Listen, I feel the fire of God just flowing into you right now. My right hand is on fire now. It's flowing right into you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you for total restoration of her health. Oh, dear Lord, total restoration. I just feel a wave of God's Spirit just hitting you right there. That's the presence of God's healing anointing coming all over you now in the name of Jesus right there, causing you to totally and completely recover from the top of your head throughout your entire body now in Jesus name thank you Holy Spirit for that thank you Lord Father we pray for this lady right here in Jesus name we thank you Holy Spirit we release the healing presence and anointing of Jesus the Christ all over her body I say body be healed there it is right there there it is right there there's another way when you feel that hits you that's the presence of God just receive it and take it in like you're taking medicine in the name of Jesus, knowing that once you take it in, it's going to begin to turn everything around and you're going to begin to recover in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name right there, total recovery is your portion. This is the will of God for you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord God. Father, I thank you for this young lady right here. We just release the healing anointing all over her. We say be healed now in Jesus' name. Every weakness, Lord God, every infirmity, every infection, Lord God, every virus, in the name of Jesus right now, we release it all over her. We take authority right now. I mean, I don't take it. I, I come, I just speak directly to you. 
you spirit of infirmity now go from this young lady right there leave her unknown and do never come back now in the name of jesus right now in jesus name in jesus name we thank you lord god that this thing that is it's something that's been attacking is kind of like a re reoccurring thing i'm telling you right now it's never going to come back now in the name of jesus there it is be healed in jesus name amen thank you lord god thank you jesus thank you father for your grace thank you father in jesus name father we release your healing anointing all over her now say be healed in jesus name thank you lord from the top of her head to the soles of her feet right now every spirit of infirmity i command you to go Leave her alone. Command this body to function the way you originally created to function. Whole, strong, healthy, now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Oh, strength. I'm telling you right now, you're going to get stronger every day. Strength. Come on now. Strength in Jesus' name. Those legs are going to get stronger and stronger now in Jesus' name. Strength to those legs. Strength in the name of Jesus. Strength to those hips in Jesus' name. Strength, strength, strength in Jesus' name. Come on. Strength in Jesus' name right there. Father, we release the power of God right now. Right now, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. From the top of your whole head to the soles right now, every infirmity, sickness, disease, and weakness, I command every weakness to be strong in your body now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. you to really stand in faith with your sister here right there in Jesus name right there I'm telling you right now I am just decreeing over her body that these legs come on are gonna get stronger and stronger and I want you to add your faith to her faith I want you to encourage her come on now I want you to speak words of faith over her words of courage words of hope words of strength I want you to stand with her I want you to tell her she's gonna get stronger every day Come on now, that God is going to do the miracle for her. Come on, and it's already begun. It's already begun in Jesus' name. I just want to tell one more story, then I'm going to be done. In our church up there in McGuanago, we had, woman of God, we had a lady that came in who was in a really bad car accident, okay? And she had all of this stuff all over her, and she could not walk without this stuff and she could barely walk with all of this this help and all of this stuff and the doctors told her that she would never walk again without all of this mm, stuff that was tied around her body and all this other stuff kind of thing and uh we we called her up just like we did with with this this wonderful lady right here we prayed over her just like that and i just said what i just said to her and she went home and she began to thank god every morning i'm healed in jesus name I'm healed in Jesus' name. The doctor said she would never walk again in terrible car accident. Two months later, 
60 days later, she woke up out of her bed, swung her legs around the bed. She didn't even realize it. She jumped on the bed, out the bed on the floor and started walking down the hallway of her house until she realized she was totally 100% healed, just like Jesus promised. She went to her doctor. Her doctor was weeping uncontrollably because it was a genuine miracle of God because she just came to a service, got prayer, left receiving her healing and then began to thank God every day that she was healed and God honored his word. And I just want to say, God is no respecter of persons and what he did for that lady, he's going to do for you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give the Lord a big old shout. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I'm done. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand for this powerful night. Are you blessed tonight? Let's stand and we thank God. Thank you, Pastor Dan, and for what came out here. I was in the conference with Pastor Preston and then Pastor Dan prophesied. Uh, that was a few months ago. What month was that? June. And uh, I did the Sunday night, and then he gave me a word, and it was the morning. Laverne King said, the Lord shows me this double doors. I knew exactly he was talking about this doors. He said that you're going to walk through, and that night he prophesied about this facility. And this is why we hear what God is doing. So let's just be excited what God is going to do. And uh, Bishop, will you come and pray for us? Hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful tonight. We're so thankful, God, for what you've done, Lord. We thank you for your word that's gone forth, Lord, in power and demonstration, Lord. God, go with us, lead God, and direct us. Keep your hand upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>